Welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we say Beyond the Field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to. So kick back, relax and enjoy the podcast. My name is Kane. I'm Goran. I'm Isa. And I'm keen to talk to you boys about um, something that's on the tip of everyone's tongue and probably in the media every day uh, on our state of our economy. But firstly, I'm going to throw it over to one of you um, to define what an economy is. Sure. Um, Basically, in a nutshell, economy is pretty much the state of a country in terms of the production and consumption of goods and services and the total supply of money, basically. So essentially it is me paying for something of your service or goods and uh, in return, I get that from you. Correct. That's right. Isa, what would you say uh, the state of New Zealand's economy is right now and how would it be working? Yeah, well, I think if you rewind to before talking about the state right now, rewind um, to lockdown last year and one of the main titles um, through an article that was very popular read, now we know after seven weeks of living under lockdown, we've seen the first details of what's predicted to be the most severe recession in decades. And you think back to that only 12 months ago, then you fast forward 12 months And uh, on August 13th, there was an article saying New Zealand's economic recovery from the pandemic has been one of the fastest in the world, owing to the country's swift containment of the virus and other economic factors. So, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in what is being said in the media. Um, And we all read the media and hear and often take it as gospel and often... um, the state of the economy is so many different factors um, that sort of just reading a headline and taking word for it is often some of the worst mistakes. So, you know, we know now from after our reaction of last year and what happened post the lockdown and what happened to the economy, it boomed um, in a lot of different sectors for a lot of different reasons. Um, but as right now, if you're talking about New Zealand's current economy, it's probably in a pretty good state due to the fact of the recovery after last year's lockdown. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, do we collectively think that we have done well as a country in terms of economic out, outlook in the last year? I remember speaking last year saying, um, you know, and we talked about, you know, talking to clients saying stick to your goals, you know, just crack on and do, do what you want around property. But um, one thing we knew back then was uh, the government needed a lot of big dollar transactions mm-hmm. um, post the sort of lockdown period last year to sort of boost the economy. And we saw that in, you know, tenfold in the property market and what it actually must have contributed to the economy overall look there's still sectors that struggle um and will continue to struggle and this lockdown will not be good for for many sectors but you know from a whole you'd probably say the economy's in a reasonable condition yeah i, I think um i was just going to say before you continue kane and in, in terms of the economic h- how do we keep churning through the lockdowns as per our questions there um 
I think it's important to know that in order for this to happen, um, we have to cushion that financial blow that that has affected everyone that has been disrupted with work. So workers, businesses, communities. So um, that's also going to sort of um, cash inject position New Zealand for recovery as well. So um, the big talk at the moment, and I want to get your boys' opinion on this, is our last major lockdown last year, when we went into lockdown for eight weeks, everybody sat at home, put mm-hmm. their fingers, mm-hmm. and they couldn't spend any money really, mm-hmm. right? We came out of that level four after eight weeks or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and everybody went crazy in yep. spending. Spending sprees. That really pumped a reignited economy quite quickly. Yeah, big time. They, this, they had to do it. This time around, though, we've been there and done that before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the individuals are going to come out of this lockdown and go on that spending spree again? I heard, um, I forgot his name now, but the Briscoe's CEO. And it was really, really interesting listening to him and getting some data on this. And he feels that the spending spree will not be anywhere near what it was last time. Not probably post-lockdown after we get out of level four because businesses are so adapted now to um, take that step in terms of, I mean, if they're allowed to operate, to push content out the same they're open. So I don't know about you guys, but we are pretty much spending still the same amount as if we are not in lockdown. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, Taking one step back, uh, further for, for an individual understanding economy, let's place it in our current market how it would work uh, around property. So if I'm a consumer or an individual looking to buy a property, the first thing that I do is, well, two things I do is probably look into the market. So I've engaged a real estate agent mm-hmm. and I've engaged with my bank or an advisor, right? Mm-hmm. From that, there's a trickle effect once I buy something. So I either pay an advisor um, I obtain a mortgage from a bank. I obtain insurance from an insurance company via Wade Direct or via, via a broker and advisor as well. Mm-hmm. The agent gets paid. Mm-hmm. The sellers or the vendors of the home um, sell their home and a transaction happens and 95% of the time they then go purchase another home which tr- trickles, triggers another mm-hmm. cycle in the economy piece. So that's just ours. What's probably booming right now is the food industry around supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Define or explain the process around how the economy works there. Yeah, well, I guess, well, you know, you think of the, I guess, fear of missing out on toilet paper and think the country has so much toilet paper in stock and in demand, yet human nature and the human psyche of, of fear of going into lockdown and fear of being um, stripped of the essentials uh, trigger something in the mind to obviously um, help a lot of people go sort of loony and go and stock up. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that I think a lot of the, say, supermarket chains, they've learned from previous lockdowns. They've learned to have super stock in place for the whole country, which helps keep the supermarkets stocked. There's no need to rush out and mass buy but the supermarkets can get restocked people can still go there's a lot more processes built up and in place for people to continue the standard spending that they would usually do um even without even being in lockdown so from a food point of view 
not including cafes and the likes and uh, restaurants and stuff. But supermarkets can continue as normal um, because their supply chains are still good. Um, consumer and spending is still good from families. So, you know, supermarkets are only going to continue to be in demand because they're essential and, you know, keep ticking over their economy. And in layman's terms, if I'm wanting to buy food, I jump in the car, which is one, burning fuel, two, running my car, so at some point I've got to get that service. Tires, exactly. oil, service, it's a trickle effect on everything. I get to the supermarket, I park my car, I walk in. As I'm walking in, I'm wearing out my shoes. (laughs) You need to pay for parking too, mate, don't you? (laughs) I go into the supermarket, I buy my groceries, so I'm paying for someone's salary, obviously inside the supermarket. I'm paying for someone's building costs, um, the holding costs they have there, bank, advisors, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm buying produce or food, which could be New Zealand, it could be national, it could be international, so I'm supplying all that. I'm supplying or paying for materials that might be made out of China or anything like that. So there is... A, the supply chain around the economy is incredible who it affects. Yeah, and big time. If we dilute it and talk local, why is it so important to support your local, um, I suppose, produce or local um, Foursquare or dairy or whatever it may be? To keep feeding them money. I mean, obviously, I, I, I did not even think about buying local um up until the first lockdown last year. Mm. And as soon as that sort of word started getting out and cementing in everyone's brains, all I did was shop literally down the road in, in the Ellerslie Square just to keep those businesses flowing, to keep them running, to help them with, with everything. Yeah, and like I think, you know, I think it's been brought to the front a lot more since last year's lockdown, the whole shopping local. Um, I've, I'm all about sort of supporting, you know, the local cafes and getting my weekend coffee fix from rather than the big sort of supply chains, the local um, uh, sort of Lulu's Cafe and Riverhead or, mm-hmm. you know, Fernley Cafe and all these all these places, little places that you're sort of, you are supporting them because it's their lifeline. You going in and buying a simple cup of coffee is the difference of them staying afloat or not. Um you know, I recently purchased a rooftop tent from Felden um, Rooftop Tents, who are now supplied out of West Supply, which is their showroom out in Waimauku, who do Kokako Coffee, which is a local New Zealand brand. Then I met the surfboard shaper out there, Surfboards by Marsden, and bought a surfboard from him, and he's local out West Auckland. So all of a sudden, when one simple transaction added to the economy, and added locally into the economy through about four different sources just from sort of getting a great connection from one shop. And I, I feel like there's, there's there, it goes both ways. They want people to support them, but yet, you know, all the locals want to support what's around them and what's easy. Um, so it has a massive flow-on effect. I, I, I was, love it. I, I was just going to say before you continue, Kane, I take best example for me, butchers. They work their bloody ass off and I give them a lot of business. But now they're locked down. They're actually essential. They've actually gone out of their way to tell everyone, my number one first priority is to take care of my staff in terms of health and safety. But two, we are going to actually deliver goods to you. Mm. I love that. It It is. is. Once we're supporting locally, but also they are supporting locals as well. I love that. The question probably to finish things off was asked was, um, how is the economy going at the moment? And I'm only pulling a figure out here. We're probably running in level four, where it's essential services. We're probably running at 25% capacity across the country, right? Mm-hmm. 
Caf- so hospo is completely nullified, um, all shut down. Manufacturers who aren't essential can't go manufacture, so all their plants are shut down, so all their staff can't be paid. Mm-hmm. All those kind of things where you physically have to be on site mm-hmm. to continue are done. So yep. while we're in these levels, we take massive hits. I heard it was something like $100 million in Auckland, $100 million, I can't remember if it was a day or a week, that we're taking a hit on every lockdown um, that we're having in level four. So mm-hmm. we need to get down those levels quick mm-hmm. to produce what we're talking about around the chain of the economy. And what I will say, um, finishing off, is the word economy, it's quite daunting. But if you strip it back and you talk about the detail and the ladder and the chains that happen, um, it's quite simple when you think about it, how we just talked about when you go to the supermarket, what you're supplying and who you're paying for. It's not hard. The last thing I will say is that in these uh, uh, um, times we're in, um, we don't want to get into the, uh, the issue of price gouging or monopoly effects where places like supermarkets hold the monopoly on an individual know that, hey, the only place you can get really toilet paper or lettuce or whatever is through us, um, and we can push those prices up. It's not the time to be doing that. And I applaud the government for coming out and saying that price gouging is not to happen because it could easily happen, and that really affects everybody in the, in the ladder. Sweet. Cool. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, Check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button. Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field.